Today's episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott. Now, Joe is not only a fantastic guitar player, he draws on his years of experience as the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also at the McNally Smith Music College. Here's a few words from Joe about the course. If you're tired of wading through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player, Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced, college-level program that will give you the right instruction, in the right amounts, and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free seven-day trial at fretboardbiology.com. Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and this is the show I produce in Sydney, Australia, which features interviews, roundtable discussions and gear reviews. Now today I'm very excited to present my conversation with American guitarist Chris Rocha. Now Chris wears many hats. He's an American Christian producer, guitarist, entrepreneur and pioneer in the Spanish Christian music industry. He's a two-time Dove Award winner and has worked on two Grammy Award winning albums. In addition to working on multiple projects that garnered Grammy nominations. Now today I'm speaking to Chris about his freshly released Chris Rocha signature series, Gretsch Broadcaster Jr. It's an amazing guitar. I will be posting my review of this guitar in the next couple of days. But for now, let's jump straight into my conversation. Chris Rocha, welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thanks for having me, man. It's a, it's a huge honor. Um, I'm, I'm excited, bro. I'm excited to be a part of this whole process. So appreciate you having me. Oh, so good to have you on the show. I've been following your career for a few years now. And um, obviously, I've been seeing you play a variety of different Gretsch guitars, Jets, Falcons, Broadcasters. Um, I see you on the Gretsch uh, YouTube channel, Tone Tuesday, all that kind of stuff you've done over the years. What what drew you to Gretsch guitars in the first place? Well, you know, I, uh, man, when you talk about a company like Gretsch, it's kind of hard not to know about that company, you know. Um, I I think what drew me to their guitars at first was just how how beautiful they are, man. They have a way of, of making these beautiful looking guitars. And um, so that that was these I'm really big into aesthetics and I'm I'm really big into how pretty they look and then when I started getting a hold of a few and playing them I fell in love with like just just the overall sound and just the tones that you can get out of those those guitars you know and at the time when I when I thought about Gretsch I thought of like you know you have a whole lot of like in the rockabilly space they use them a lot and um my sound was nothing like that you know i have a totally different sound and i think uh when it came to the worship space it really started to become popular uh but when i started getting a hold of those guitars i was able to get you know i i really like like aggressive type tones you know and what i love about gretsch is is that you can get those types of tones out within a concert uh you know and then you can also do like the real nice chimey ambient worship type tones you know so it kind of covers that whole space which is right where i'm at and it was like it was just a perfect fit you know the company and also 
uh, I really connected with my a &R guy as well. We had a nice relationship and it, I felt like it was uh, one of the first real relationships that I had with a company. Uh, and it was just something that started growing through time. And uh, I think when you become a fan yourself, it just kind of comes out organically through what you do, you know, and on the whole IG space, I was just blowing up, man, as far as like blowing up Gretch with what I was doing. And I started hearing a whole bunch of people say, hey, man, I got a Gretsch guitar because of you are people would send me pictures. Check out this one mm -hmm. Gretsch guitar I got because I saw you play it. And just that whole, you know, that back and forth with people and they started relating me uh, to the company of Gretsch, you know, and I think it was that whole relationship was just back and forth, you know, uh, and I think when you have a nice professional relationship with a company through time, it just grows in the right direction. That's so cool. When when was that around? When did you start? making great part of I started um, I believe our with the band that I started touring with we did a live recording at Madison Square Garden I think it was 2017 and I started officially working with Gretsch 2018 so um, I got a hold of my iron guy I think it was two weeks before the recording but it was enough time to get something in my hands but the following I think it was January and Nam I connected with them and uh, we just started you know started our relationship there so 2018 basically I started really kind of becoming an artist okay. Gretsch yeah Gretsch guitars they're so versatile like you mentioned the rockabilly it goes from there all the way through to Malcolm Young you mentioned worship guitar with with this broad thing you could do with a with a Gretsch why do you think worship players have gravitated uh, towards the the Gretsch sound I think it's just the tone itself and the way that it reacts to the way you play it um, and I think it has a lot to do with like the whole Feltertron space and just the, the the kind of pickups they use along with like the semi hollows and all that. So you can kind of like once you plug it up and it reacts really well with tube amps. I I use a lot of amp simulation, but it reacts very well to the open type of tones, you know, and once you put some drive on that, you can you can really like um, you can feel the harmonics basically jump out at you. And I think that response in a worship setting when you hit a few like just open notes uh and you feel it chime and you feel it kind of you know resonate i think that's what that's what does it definitely and then when you hear it in a mix man it's just so unique they do they do occupy the mix in a very unique way definitely and for me uh once i started to really open up and dig into the guitar um it, it the way the way it responded in like a kind of like a rock lead uh space it was great it was great at first i, I had my doubts uh but within my concerts you know um and the band that i traveled with was just like non-stop man I'm grinding non-stop uh -huh. and so i really got a chance to you know try out the guitars in in different types of environments so when it came time to once uh, you know i was offered a, a signature contract to develop and to design my own guitar, I think I had a good variety of Gretches to choose from. So it was it was pretty easy, man. I made one phone call. It was um, in uh, Dallas. We had a live recording, and that same day of the live recording, I was able to talk to Jason, uh, the VP from Gretch. And once once he gave me that opportunity, uh, I made a phone call to my luthier, one of my buddies. He was also a Gretch artist at the time as well, and we we started chatting and designed the whole thing and I think it was like a four and a half hour road trip man I had a buddy driving and the whole time I was there talk, talking with him and <laughs> going over all the different options and I think we kind of had the whole thing laid out within a couple hours that's amazing yeah I guess that, that years of playing them you, you probably know where 
obviously where you want to take it. Tell me about that process. Well, man, I'll be completely honest with you, bro. For me, this whole thing is, is a little different than most of the other guys. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But, you know, I, I kind of hit that point in my life and I was very candid with, with Jason and, and the whole Gretsch team, you know, um, have been have been privileged enough to tour the world and to have, you know, Grammy nominations and double awards and all these awards and producer and all that stuff, um, played some amazing venues. But I was uh, and which is kind of where I'm at now as well. It's kind of in a different place in my life where it's not necessarily about accolades or about like trying to be the coolest guy out there. It's more about like investing into the the younger generation that's coming up. And for me, since I'm a very faith-based musician, you know, I, uh, I've uh, actively, I've been very intentional on building up platforms on investing into people, you know, and, um, you know, I have a, a teaching platform that I run yeah. and I got students, I have a digital store where I pull out and, and uh, multi-effects pedals and, and grab my, you know, I get my tones out and I have those available you know, so it, it's kind of a different part where I'm at now. And I talked to to Gretch and I said, look, it's cool that it's cool to be an artist. It's cool to travel and do all these things. But I'm all about just my legacy at this point, man. I want to make a stamp uh, with what I'm doing. And I want to really kind of influence and inspire other musicians. So I think it was kind of through that avenue that kind of really kind of started enticing them as far as like, OK, well, let's if, if this is where Chris is going, you know, let's meet him there and let's start, you know, being a part of uh, of, of this whole process. So. I think that's kind of what inspired the whole uh, signature project, you know, and um, uh, at the same time, man, I think, um, uh, you know, me being a fan was obvious, you know, yeah. so it wasn't like they had to sell me on the company. Like I was already, I was grinding, bro. Runs I would on go board, on Instagram yeah. and you would go, you go hashtag Gretsch guitars and you just, I would flood the whole, the whole thing, man, <laughs> that was all over the place. You know, of course, when you play 80 to hundred dates a year, you know, you, I mean, it's easy to kind of, uh, you know, sound check picks, you know, you have concerts and I started to get into recording live reels at the same time. So yeah, it was just something that kind of happened, you know, and, um, I think it worked. I'm excited about it, honestly. That's, that's super cool. So when, when the opportunity arises, again, all this Gretsch experience, what, what draws you to the broadcaster junior? Cause you're already playing one that really cool blue one that I've seen in lots of videos. Yeah. Yeah, and that was the second one that I got. I had a, a wine red one. The very first guitar they sent me was a Broadcaster Junior. Mm -hmm. So what drew me to that, and you know, obviously I'm I'm looking at like I want to design a guitar that I can do the whole. You know, we do a three hour concert, and it's just like from beginning to end, it's it's crazy, man. The whole three hour and this band is just taking over the planet, bro. It's crazy what what they're doing right now. Uh, but they within the concert, you have you start off with all these crazy like high intense songs and then you got you know and then you move into the worship space so i need to have a guitar i want to design a guitar that i can do the whole three hour concert with you know because if i take a big semi hollow or a big hollow body like a falcon it'll work for a few of the of, of, of part of the set but more for everything yeah sure. you know so i want to design something at the same time i'm i'm looking at like my demographic you know, um, and I'm I'm really huge in the in the Latin industry. Like as far as like my my influence is is is, is dominant there, opposed to I mean it's basically uh, you know within the states you have a lot of Latinos and stuff too. It's but you know I I, I to put out a big body I think for, a lot of those guys are little man, so you know they won't play a, a guitar super huge. So I want to go yeah, with yeah, a smaller yeah. a smaller body. Yeah. And I was also very conscious of like the price range as well, you know, so 
we kind of went back and forth of what were the options, you know, and I wanted to maximize, sure. you know, that as well. So, so I think I'm very, very pleased with, with what we came up with, you know, cause it's, it's, I mean, I've already, I've put that thing through a lot. My, my, the, the prototype that I have as I have two of them, but you know, the one, the second one has been through a lot and it's been able to withstand the tour life, you know, studio, everything, you know, so I'm very confident that it's going to do well. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I've seen the I've seen your model in some of the Nam videos uh, from twenty twenty four Nam. Uh, saw it there. I thought, oh, there it is. That's the guitar. So that's that's yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah. And I I I did the whole. You know, when when I did the Yamaha stage, uh, I did like a forty minute set, and I don't have forty minutes of instrumental, so I did twenty minutes, and then I invited some of my uh, really good friends to sing, and it was a huge honor to have even play with my friends because they're amazing and super famous and i can't believe they agreed to, to, to do a set with me but those 20 minutes of instrumentals i was about at 100 percent of what i can do i mean you know it was it was i mean i'm i'm you know i'm not a crazy you know virtuoso player but i maximized what i can do that day as far as like my technique and all that stuff and i and the guitar did really well man it was like it reacted great to everything that i did and so it was a huge test for me and and it, it did great it sounded awesome i got so many compliments on it you know so it's exactly what i want this episode is brought to you by fretboard biology a comprehensive online guitar course put together by joe elliott ex-head of guitar at the guitar institute of technology and the mcnally smith college of music I was one of the beta testers for the course and can say as a music educator, I was really impressed by the logical sequence of learning. The course has also been endorsed by players such as Brett Garson and Greg Cock. For more details, check out the links in our show notes. So it's in the electromagnetic range. So as you said, it does broaden the opportunity for people to get into the Gretsch world, which is, I think is brilliant. That I got to review two of the anniversary models in the electromatic series last year and i was blown away by how great they were the whole the whole filtertron experience the the bigsby tying in it amazing guitars and i played them on rock cover gigs and church services and they did they did the whole thing it was so it was so fun so thumbs up for going into the electromatic range because that range is is killing it yeah, man. And, you know, it's just one, it's just at that price range where so many people can can afford to buy it, you know. And um, when I had chatted with them, you know, I was pretty it didn't you know, it was something that I kind of suggested as well, uh, because, you know, I, I prefer honestly to move more guitars and to really get out there and make a, a make a splash in the industry opposed to being like, look, this is all my crazy specs and it's got to be this and that. I'm like, dude. If it works great for me and I, you know, I love it, it, it sounds amazing, it'll work for everybody else. And if I believe in it, everybody else is going to believe in it as well. So I've, I've had my phone pretty much blown up just with my students already kind of requesting to buy the guitar out in other countries. So I'm already syncing up with the Gretsch team and finding out distributors. I have a couple of buddies that own stores that have already ordered some. And so I, I kind of want to be intentional about where I travel, trying to link up with like local distributors and maybe do like meet and greets and stuff like that. I've got uh, a few um, master classes that I'm doing as well. And I kind of want to be 
intentional about meeting up with with where the guitars are at in the area you know so man it's kind of the the, the whole thing with me i mean i'm a musician but i think with age you start to broaden your your horizons you know so i've kind of moved a lot more into other things within the music industry you know so uh i'm open bro i'm open to to see how far we can get this thing well i'm super excited as you noticed before we recorded i've got one on my wall at the moment it just arrived the other day i've been away so i haven't plugged it in but i've been playing it unplugged and it plays great straight out of the box so i can't wait later today to plug it in and make some racket with it this model broadcaster what did you bring to the design process how did you make it your own thing while still obviously sticking with the Gretsch stuff you already love yeah man so like i explained earlier it was pretty easy for me because i didn't want to i didn't want to do anything crazy out of the box you know i wanted to do something that they already do because it's what i love so yeah. uh right away i was looking at like the you know the paint job what color do we want and to me white and gold is is something that i love personally the way it looks but it's also sentimental the first real nice guitar that i got you know i was uh i was 12 years old and i was playing this horrible man this one electric guitar my uncle gave me he had it in his closet it didn't have a <laughs> brand it was you know it, it didn't really last very long but my dad got me a real nice white guitar and it was gold hardware and it was gorgeous man uh -huh. that was like the nice the first nice guitar i got and uh unfortunately I thought that guitar got stolen but i've always loved white and gold the combination of white and gold and um i have a penguin a white penguin that it's white and it's got gold hardware and it's got the sparkle binding on it as well so i wanted to throw that sparkle binding in there as well white and gold sparkle binding and then when it came down to the bigsby uh i i you know gretch is like um one of my go-to websites on my phone so i'm always looking at the guitars and scrolling through uh -huh. see what they got and the uh, the Billy Duffy Falcon really screamed out at me because he's got the wire Bigsby on it, and it's just fancy and gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want that Bigsby on my guitar. So right, like one of the first things I put on there was wire Bigsby nice. with the you know, sparkle binding, and you got the white and gold combination. It's just elegant, you know. So um, yeah, and then when it came time to you know pickups, I I have a Jet uh, with high sensitive filtertrons, and uh, I love it. I love that jet. It was, you know, it is a little bit on the bright side for me, but putting those pickups in a semi hollow with center block body does darken it a bit. And it was that perfect balance. Nice. Nice. I love the Bigsby. I do love that wire Bigsby. Like um, some of the old Chet Atkins models had that. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's great. And um, actually it's funny. You, you're, you're from Australia. Cause one of my good buddies, uh, Nigel Handroff. I did a I did a, a guitar camp last year, no, a couple of years ago, and he was the guy I invited, and we flew him out from Australia, and he brought his signature model, which yeah. is an amazing guitar, man. That uh -huh. guitar is very. It's one of my is one of my go to guitars. Uh, one of my favorite all time Gretsch is actually the way he designed that thing is unbelievable. But mm -hmm. he's a good buddy, you know. And Nigel's a, a really good guy, and he, you know, I'm, I love his signature model as well. Yeah, it's exciting to see, well, for Australians, yeah, to see Nigel get a model. Um, Michael Chislett's got his Falcon. Yeah. I remember Michael, as a young man, he, he had a guitar stolen with the insurance money. He wasn't sure what to do. And he bought the Falcon and the rest is history. This is back in the oh, early 2000s, I think. And It's addictive, man. You get one Gretchen and you're done, bro. You're done. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've made it a personal goal to try to get uh at least every one of their you know like their 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 what do you call that their um their um 
all their models, like the penguins, the falcons, the jets, the broadcast, all that stuff. I've I've got almost every single one of those suckers, and I love every one of them. <laughs> That's cool. What's on the list? What 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 have you not got yet? So, um, you know what I really would like to get coming down the road? Probably one of those um, Brian Setzer. You know, he's got those funky colors like yeah. the candy apple red or the lime green. Those are beautiful, man. Those yeah. things look beautiful. Uh, I know I am definitely going to use uh, a, one of the new penguins coming up. I don't know if you've seen their new models, but they are, man, it's be they're beautiful. Those They have two new penguins that are out. So I am going to use one of those in this upcoming tour along with mine. Uh, but down the road, I think I would like to get one of those Brian Setzer models. Uh -huh. Yeah, they look crazy. Your your signature, you're obviously going with the Filtertrons for good good reason. Have you ever like checked out Broadtrons? Like Nigel's got the Broadtrons um, or the single called Dynasonics. Have you got any guitars with those in there? I do. I do. I have two guitars with single calls. I got a Nashville hollow body with, with those uh, Dynasonics and I have a Jet with Dynasonics and I love them both. I love them both. Uh, again, like I said, I'm I'm thinking of for for my particular model. I'm thinking of that three hour concert, and I'm thinking of what's going to work through the whole thing. You sure. know, so that was my right right away. I'm like, okay, I need to find a way. Like, I don't want to have to put my guitar down because this song is a little bit, you know, won't work. So I I kind of wanted to cover all the, the as wide range of a spectrum as I could with with my particular model. Sure. For your touring, I see you take a pretty minimal pedal board. Looks like you're going direct. Sometimes you're using ears, sometimes you're using a powered speaker. Um, how many guitars would you lug along, given that space uh, can well, be a concern? That, yeah, so what I'm going to do this year, we're doing, I'm actually doing my first bus tour. I've never done a bus tour. We're doing a bus tour in the States this year. So it's going to give me opportunity to, to uh, I'm in chats with, uh, with Bad Cat about doing a stereo amp rig. So I'm actually going to be able to travel with, with stereo tube amps nice. uh, on that bus tour but whenever we do fly gigs man it's just it's not as easy to travel with with tube amps and a lot of times we do a lot of stuff in you know in latin america and they don't have any type of boutique amps or any of that and using amps is kind of you know it can be kind of a beat down so uh, i figured out when what it was was the reason why i'd use such a small amp simulation rig was because when i started traveling with neil san marcos i was producing a whole lot with a lot of different artists and I didn't want to stop producing, but I wanted to tour. So I needed to find a way to get myself mobile, basically to produce guitars in, in hotel rooms uh, and produce records. So I, you know, got me a MacBook laptop that was nice and a whole mobile rig, basically. And I got a Helix at that time because the Helix had real nice amp simulation. So I was able to kind of like, you know, I was really huge into tube amps, you know, I was a big boutique amp freak, you know, and it forced myself basically to go to the digital space so that I can keep producing records, keep recording guitar tracks on the road and hotel rooms and all that stuff. So it was kind of one of those things where I was forced to make that change. And once I made that change and I was able to like basically discover my sound within that space, um, it worked out. And at first I was like, I hope the clients won't be like, Hey man, these guitar tracks are something, but they loved them. Everybody loved the guitar tones I was coming up with and I fell in love with them. So it was kind of one of those things that once I kind of maneuvered into that space and you know, the, the convenience of having my little pedal board, check it out. My little pedal board is right here, man. I put this thing in my, look how big it is. That's all it is. That's crazy. I put this thing in my carry on Yeah. and that's it. I show up, I pull it out I plug it in, you know, and 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 it does <laughs> it's just everything i need you know if you know how to do things right with irs and all that i design yeah, my own sure. signature IRs and all that stuff you know you okay. get your tones out and, 
and you're good to go. And the, the engineers love me for it because I don't have to mess with all that crazy yeah. stage volume and all that. Yeah, two D eyes off you go. So good. Yeah, exactly. You briefly mentioned the guitar experience camp. So Nigel's been there, which is amazing. Tell me about the camp. How does that work? And passing on yeah, your knowledge. It, it's those bro, those camps, man, it, it's I ain't gonna lie, man. They're not easy to do. The camps, you know, everybody thinks that, you know, and obviously within my world, I live in a glass house. So I every day I've get I get so many people ripping on me. It's just what it comes, just the way it is, you know, when it comes to this world. But it's only I get people saying, Oh, he just wants to make money and this and that. I don't make any money off those camps. Uh I do it for the people that are involved. Honestly, it's a life changing experience. Um, I get these great guitar players that come in and we just kind of dive in with, you know, how many, you know, we get like 60, 70 people show up. We lock ourselves up for three days in an actual camp. You can't even get cell service, man, yeah. but it's great. I love <laughs> it because it forces you to kind of just hang out with all these guys yeah. and we dive into all kinds of topics and, and it becomes one of those things that, and it's a huge spiritual experience, you know, as well. Like, I feel like after the three days of being with all these people, we all, it's life-changing. You know, it's literally, literally life changing. This last year, you know, I took my prototype and, and there was a couple guys there, you know, that were like, we want to invest into some of these people that are here. So they offered up three signature models, basically. So uh, the last night we were there, we gave away, man, and it, I have all kinds of companies that give me stuff. Um, so we gave like five or $6,000 worth of gear away in those camps. And at the last night, uh, a few, it was like three guys that came up and they funded three of my signature models. So we gave away three guitars at That's night. Cool. Um, cool. so it's, and it's crazy. It's crazy. We leave from that experience. And I mean, even, even the guitar players that show up that you think that they're going to be rock stars, man, they're there, they're there the whole time hanging out with people. Uh, and they tell me every single time, man, we want to come back. We want to come back. This was life changing. So it's so cool, man. It's so cool to, to it's, it's, it's throw yourself out there to do something like that because it takes a lot of, you know, it's organization, man. You got to plan a whole thing, sure, but, sure. but at the end of it, man, you don't sleep. I don't sleep for three days, you know, but you come out of it like completely changed. I love that. I love that. That's so cool. Well, look, Chris, it's been so great getting to meet you. Like I said, I've followed your career for the last few years and um, to meet up is a great, a great thrill and um, super excited. Congratulations on the signature guitar coming out. When this interview drops, it'll drop pretty much on release day. You said before how excited you are about this opportunity. And so, yeah, great to be able to share it with you. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate that. Can't wait, bro. All right, there you go. Chris Rocha on the Guitar Speak podcast. It was so cool to meet him. And I can confirm since that interview, I have plugged in the Broadcaster Junior and blasted it. I've been recording tracks for my review episode, which will drop in the next couple of days. So be on the lookout for that. Spoiler alert, it's an amazing guitar. <laughs> good times, good times. Hey, huge thanks to Jack at Fender Australia and Michael at Fender USA for helping tee up and organize this interview and uh, for the access to uh, Chris and, and the new guitar. Thanks also to Fretboard Biology, longtime sponsors of the show. Please check out the links in the show notes. Almost time for me to go. Of course, I always like to leave you with the words of wisdom that legendary German rocker Michael Schenker left with us back in episode number 150. Keep rocking, keep on rocking. Keep on rocking indeed. I'll catch you next time. Bye now.